Welcome to Fail Faster, Succeed Sooner with Dr. C, the academic entrepreneur. Some of the most successful stories in business started from failure, sometimes even multiple failures. The guests on our program have faced failure, learned to understand it, and have used it to their advantage. You can too. Get ready for success. Now, here's your host, Dr. Cheryl Lentz. Welcome, everyone. I am indeed Dr. Cheryl Lentz, the academic entrepreneur, and I am so very excited to be sharing this time with you as we launch and debut our inaugural show. And to have a little help, we have a special guest today, Rebecca Hall Greider, who will be doing a bit of an interview so we can kind of set the tone, tell you this is all be about for the next few weeks as we go through this radio show. So welcome, Rebecca. Thank you. I'm so honored to be here today with you on your launching show. I'm looking forward to our conversation and uh, just thank you so much for having me here today. Well, we're thrilled when we have such an expert who knows the ropes to be able to help us celebrate and put forth a really good opportunity so our guests and our listeners know exactly what we're going to be setting the stage for and what they can expect from us and why they should come back and listen week after week after week. Exactly. So we've got an exciting show lined up and I would love to more formally introduce you so we share some of your amazing background with our listeners today. If you are ready, I get to be a guest host, so I'm excited about that role. (laughs) Absolutely. We love to have someone be able to kind of give us a, a little bit of a bird's eye view about what we will be doing as we go forward every Thursday at noon Central Standard Time. Beautiful. That was one of my questions, too, so we'll make sure to review that, too. (laughs) So everyone writes it down on their calendar. They know when to tune in. Um, But it is my honor and my privilege to formally introduce the amazing host, Dr. Cheryl Lentz. She is known as Dr. C by her students, and she is a multi-award-winning publisher of the Refractive Thinker Doctoral Scholar anthology series. She's the president of Lentz Leadership Institute. She has been published, I was seeing this underlined, published 35 times and is an award-winning author herself, a best-selling author, and she's an accomplished university professor for several universities, motivational speaker, editor and consultant and she's known as the academic entrepreneur who's absolutely passionate about helping you succeed sooner by learning how to fail faster. So I want to officially warmly welcome you to the show as our brand new powerful host of Fail Faster, Succeed Sooner. Yay, welcome. Yay. You can hear the applause in the background, everybody, right? You know, exactly. We're going to just do the the official, ta-da, we're here. We've arrived. We've been preparing for this for months. And I'm really excited to be able to have something that offers such a platform because here's why I'm really passionate about this, Rebecca, and you and I have talked about this at length, is the idea is this type of show has never been done before. Most people don't like to talk about the F word, and by that I mean failure. As a college professor, almost 20 years now, uh, that it's one of those things we don't talk about it in business, we don't talk about it in academia either, and it's one of those, but if we don't talk about it, we don't get to do something about it. And here's what we're trying to do here on the show is because I learned early in life that if you're I started out life with the perfectionist, right? The fail faster, the or failure was not an option, and it didn't work real well. Until you look at failure being part of the equation for success, 
you have to learn to embrace it instead of to try to outrun it, outlive it, outmotivate it, outrun it, and forget about it. And so that's what we're going to try and hit on this show right now is really hit things square on. And let's talk about that F word. Let's talk about what we can do about it. And we can talk about what it's going to help us do as well. Wonderful. I am so excited about your show and the episodes that you're bringing forward. I know you have an amazing lineup of guest experts that are going to be sharing the conversation with you. And I want to take a moment and just lean in, and I hope all of our listeners are doing that today as well, and appreciate that someone's willing to talk about the elephant in the room, to talk about failures, make it okay, and give us tools and ways to navigate through failure to step into our success. And I think there is that myth operating out there, like you were saying that failure is not an option or it's a bad thing or we can't, it's not acceptable. When instead, I know that you have found that that directly can lead to powerful success. So I celebrate your show. I'm excited you're going to empower us in the conversation and really help us be able to navigate with and dance with failure in a powerful way. Oh, I love that. Dance with failure. That is something that I think that's going to be an amazing metaphor because we have to look at who gets to lead that dance. Mm, beautiful, beautiful. So that's tweetable, everybody. Who's following, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> following Dr. C in our conversation, dance with failure. And he can oh, even put exactly. a smiley face with it. Exactly. <laughs> that is doable. Well, I- Oh, and I would love for you to just share a little bit about a turning point for you because it, you shared in your opening conversation that you had this, you know, failure wasn't acceptable, it's not okay, you have to succeed at all costs. And there must have been a turning point at some point in how you started to look at failure a little bit differently. Do you mind sharing a little bit about that? Um, so as we're looking at failure and we're looking at these turning points listeners i'd love for you to take a moment and think about some failures in your life and when and if you were able to pick yourself up again in a more powerful way i think sometimes when that failure comes we can resist we can push against it instead of leaning and learning how to dance with and move through and what i have found for myself when I have faced a failure, when the world has shifted, what I thought would work brilliantly and powerfully didn't, there was a moment of just this kind of shock, (laughs) this um, realizing, okay, that didn't work, and I'm still alive, I can still stand again, and now I've gained valuable information, I actually can become less afraid because I'm able to move forward and I faced my worst fear in a sense of failing in that particular way and I was able to stand again and I was able to be more courageous moving forward and learned actually that that was something that it doesn't work doing it that way. Let's try this way. Let's apply that knowledge so that I can move forward faster. And listeners, just as we're taking a moment, I'd love for you to pause and reflect and think about a failure failure that you have bumped up against. And when we come back, we're going to take our first commercial break here. When we come back, we're going to talk about that and what you learned from it and how you can lean in and dance with failure, step forward in a powerful way. We'll look forward to talking to you in just a moment.
Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Congratulations on obtaining your doctorate degree and your first university faculty position. Well done. The university expects you to publish and you don't know where to begin. Contact the Refractive Thinker Team, the premier academic publishing house, where discriminating scholars publish with purpose. To learn more about the 16-time award-winning series just for doctoral scholars, contact Dr. Cheryl Lentz at 702-719-9214 or visit the website refractivethinker.com. That's refractivethinker.com. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. Are you a graduate or doctoral student pursuing your master's or doctorate degree? Do you continue to struggle with your writing to meet university expectations? Hire an award-winning editing and coaching team to help you earn that degree faster. We provide individualized programs to meet your unique needs. Graduation awaits. Call us to make your appointment today. The first call is free. Contact Dr. Cheryl Lentz at 702-719-9214 or at refractivethinker.com. That's refractivethinker.com. The Voice America Live Events Channel is here now to showcase your corporate, individual, or organization's live event. Visit voiceamerica.com forward slash live events to see all of our past live events and find out more. Whether it's a multi-day conference, special speaker, or single-day event, we've got everything to make your event a success. We can do a few hours or a few days. For more information about taking your event to the next level, call Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or email info at voiceamerica.com. Again, that's Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or send us an email to info at voiceamerica.com. Voice America is where you are and where you want to be. Join us around the globe as we broadcast live from some of the most interesting events available. Don't forget to view all our live events, including on-demand access to past events that you may have missed by visiting voiceamerica.com forward slash live events. The business community's first choice in Internet talk radio. Voice America Business Network. You're tuned in to Fail Faster, Succeed Sooner. To reach Dr. C or her guest today, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. Or send an email to Lentz at gmail.com. Now, back to Fail Faster, Succeed Sooner. Here's Dr. C. Welcome back, everyone. This is Rebecca Hallgreider, guest host for the day. Very honored to be here with you. And we're talking with the amazing host of Fail Faster, Succeed Sooner, Dr. Cheryl Lentz. And behind the scenes, we were talking about um, failures and 
it's and what we can do to come back from them. So before we went to commercial break, I had each of you think about a failure that you faced, something that did not go according to plan, and perhaps what you learned from that. And I know for myself, when I've been able to get up and stand again, I became a little bit more courageous by facing that fear of failure. I learned it wasn't fatal. It was okay to get up again and move forward and I could apply what I learned. And Dr. Cheryl Lentz, I would love for you to share a little bit about your thoughts on that and not only um, a turning point around failure for you, but how you've been able to have that lead to success for yourself. Well, I think the turning point is really of how do you show up for failure? Because many people will look at it fatal. I love it. The fatal flaw, right? (laughs) The idea is that it's going to be over. The world is going to stop spinning. Life is over as we know it. And it never happens that way. The sun always comes up the next morning. The question is, you're a little wiser. You're a little uh, smarter. And you're a little bit, I like that, courageous of being able to learn from what did failure try to teach you. Now, failure can sometimes protect us, but it can also stop us. And many people don't realize that failure is just a thing. And it's all about, Mm -hmm. it's one of those judgment words, right? You know, money isn't inherently good or bad. Failure isn't inherently good or bad. It's what we do with it as a tool. And so the opportunity is to, okay, we pick ourselves up, we dust ourselves off, we start all over again, but being wiser the next time around. Because this is something that really got my attention when I was in my doctoral program, and I really thought I had failed. Because when you're doing research, many people think that the idea of research is you're supposed to find something. But sometimes finding nothing is still finding something, but we don't think of it that way. And I'm one of the few academics you'll ever meet that proved a null hypothesis. And all that means is you found, it's a fancy academic speak for saying, I found nothing, not a zip zero. (laughs) And it was very devastating. And I remember my mentor going to my mentor thinking I'd failed the program. You know, you spend four and a half years doing this and suddenly it's over because I found nothing. And he, I remember him. You're so sweet. Dr. Hall pats me on my head and he's like, Cheryl, have I taught you nothing? The idea is as a researcher and as in life, you're prepared for all possible answers. And it's all good. Just like Edison, right? 997 mm-hmm. ways how not to build a light bulb. He hung in there until 998. Failure wasn't catastrophic. If anything, failure was a uh, another way around the mulberry bush, where not to go next time. And that's what I found in my doctoral program. So that was my turning point of saying, oh, so it wasn't bad. It wasn't fatalistic. It was actually a good thing. It was just a, we decided not to go down that road any longer. Because here is a really interesting thing that I teach my students with Alice in Wonderland. You remember when Alice goes to the fork in the road with the Cheshire cat sitting up in the tree. And Alice comes to the fork in the road and she goes, which way do I go? And Cheshire Cat looks at you, if you don't know where you're going, any path will do. Mm. Therein lies the quintessential idea of failure. If you know where you're going, then failure is just another blip, bump, little path in the road in order to get there. But if you don't know where you're going, many people will stop and let failure stop them. And so when we look at those tools, we have examples all around us for as a, well, you can stop. Or you can do what 3M Corporation did, is have a billion-dollar industry. Yes, B as a boy, billion-dollar industry from something we all, excuse me, we all know as Post-it notes. And what 3M did is they databased all their failure. They didn't call it that; they call it a learning organization. But it was a everything that they ever did, good or bad, no judgment, was put in this database. And so when they were working on this experiments for glue, the glue didn't stick. The glue didn't work. It was deemed a failure. But guess what? When somebody was looking at the post-its notes, they were looking for exactly that. It's glue that kind of stuck, but not always stuck, but sort of stuck, but didn't really stick permanently. 
And so somebody else's major failure was a billion-dollar industry and a boon for Post-it notes that are probably on everybody's desk and every listener's car radio or, or mirror on, you know, uh, on their desktop computer anywhere yeah. else because it was something. But can you imagine if somebody would not have gone into failure and gone into the database and looked for something that didn't work because that's exactly what Post-it notes glue is. It doesn't quite work permanently. And someone else's failure was another success simply because of somebody else looking at it a different way going, huh, I wonder if there's a secret. When you look at this differently going, I wonder why that happened. I wonder what we could do about it. What is important about this? Why do we care about this? Is there another way of looking at this? The eternal optimist, the eternal pessimist. I love it. Isn't it amazing? I mean, it's just how you look at things. It is. And I was just sitting here looking, and I have multiple Post-it notes of different colors (laughs) (laughs) and different sizes right now that I'm looking at. I'm so grateful someone asked that question, and they weren't necessarily even looking at judging it as good or bad, but powerful information that maybe from a different perspective, if we look at it a little differently, created a billion-dollar opportunity. And I love that. And, And how you shared that failure is just part of the process. <laughs> it's just another way to get from here to there. And you're right. Sometimes we look at it as this bad, scary, big thing that stops us rather than accepting it is part of the process. And I'd love for you to comment on it being a part of the process, particularly to leading towards success and success sooner. So we're actually motivated to fail faster. There's two ways to be able to look at that. One of that is the psychology of words. And I have a guest that's going to be coming on the show here in a couple of weeks that we're really going to take a deep dive into that because the idea is what you call something is going to be very important to what you do with something. For example, when we look at our friend Shakespeare, a rose is a rose is a rose. And the point was is that it doesn't matter what you call it, a rose still smells its sweet. But I differ with that just a little bit with the psychology of it. And we all know the F, the four-letter word, another F word, so to speak, that has the ability called exam. As a college professor, that four-letter word strikes more fear into more students since the beginning of time. And it's an amazing four-letter word. But if I change the word and called it an exercise, my students' scores would score 20% better. Why? There's a stigma with this word exam the same way it is with failure because we have this, oh my gosh, the minute you're going to take a test, or you, same four-letter word, by the way, or an exam, we call it something and you get the sweaty palms and the heart palpitations and you're really nervous because there's an end result that you can't predict and you're nervous about. But in the event that I take away that stress, that psychology of words, and I call it something else, oh, we're just going to work on this team assignment today or we're going to just work on this exercise. Where I call it anything but those two words, the stress goes away. And so what we call it is very important to what we do about it. So in the event that we want to succeed sooner, we look at this as simply a process of elimination. You know, let's look at some of these things. Let's ask the question. Let's be prepared for all possible answers. Let's look what works, what looks, what doesn't, and then we move on. And it sounds so simple when I say it that way. But I guarantee you when I have, you know, I say the word exam and I see that look of panic in my students' eyes when I'm in the classroom or even online, I can sense it. It doesn't come out that way because of these judgment words. And so one of the most effective strategies is to avoid judgment, just like we did with the post-it notes. There is no judgment. It was just a thing. Something happened. We expected it to do this. It zigged when it zagged, and off to the races we go. And we called it something else, and we moved on. Some people get stuck in the, but it didn't work. 
And my answer is, so what? What are you going to do about it? And I offer them a three-letter word called yet. The idea is it didn't work yet. That doesn't mean it won't work at all. Oh, so powerful. Listeners, I encourage you to add that word to your vocabulary (laughs) that it didn't work yet. And I love the Thomas Edison example that he so many times got up again to try another way to light that bulb. (laughs) And again and again. And can you imagine if he would have stopped at 778 or 879 and he wouldn't have kept going? For him, it's a game. And here's another technique to look at is think about a child who's learning to walk. We don't come under the, out of the womb walking. Yep. And if you ever walk, watch a child who's learning to walk, they make it a giggle fest. They are just, you know, some of them will crawl backwards. Some of them crawl under tables. Some of them get up and they fall down and they giggle and they fall up and they go down and then they cry and then they giggle some more and they do. It's a game to them. They don't ever think of not getting up and not ever walking. That's never something that they do because they don't know that that's failure. To them, it's just like, all right, well, I guess I'm just going to keep doing it until I keep doing it. And I figure this balance, you know, this balance thing out. And suddenly one day they're walking across the floor and they get this. And maybe another day they're going to start running across the floor. And then you have Olympic athletes who are, are running marathons. So it's a process. But we lose that childhood giggleness, I guess is the word. We learn that childhood playfulness that I wish I could get to every one of my students is go back to being a four-year-old. You'll be so much happier. (laughs) (laughs) I I love that and I celebrate that. And I'm also thinking with that example, there's also kind of society's way of looking at this because when a toddler is learning to walk, we don't expect them to walk right out the gate. We expect that journey and that process and we actually celebrate it and enjoy exactly. the game every with baby them. book right every yeah. baby book in the world has the day you took your first steps and there's always a story oh mom oh, I mean I don't care if your mom is 90 years old she remembers that story whether you fell over whether you hit your head in the coffee table whether you get, whatever it was that is the story and the key word that you just said is they celebrated it they didn't ignore it they didn't cry about it they didn't lament it they didn't say oh my gosh we're done forever the world stopped spinning we're like yay they finally figured it out. So what is that any different than when we learn it as an adult? It's a game as a child. Unfortunately, there are real consequences that we sometimes imagine them worse than they really are. And I wish we could go back to that childhood quality of, yay, every time we do something. And if it didn't work, yay, we'll keep trying until it does, you know? Well, and, and I have a question around this. So I understand that the toddler, us being able to as individuals have our bounce back muscles, so to speak, you know, get up again and not make that failure, this big, scary thing all the time. That being the case, what can we also do to encourage others when we see that they maybe plan A didn't work and they're feeling disheartened? How can we start to create that culture of celebration for them too? So failure is just a journey to success. I think that's an amazing thing because failure needs that culture to thrive. You need to have a safe place. You need to have that laboratory where it's okay to fail. And this is where I used to scare the heck out of my bosses all the time because I remember one in particular. He says, now let me get this right, Cheryl. You want my permission as your boss to teach your people how to fail. And I said, yes, boss. And he (laughs) says, you're crazy. 
And I said, no, but you don't understand is that when you train someone, they're not going to get it right the first couple of weeks or the first couple of months, depending on the kind of job that they're doing. So when I created a safe space for them to, all right, we'll do it next time. All right, we're going to keep training and we're going to keep getting them up and we're going to keep encouraging them. We're going to keep celebrating their ability to keep getting up and we're not going to make it to the devastating, oh my gosh, your life is over. You're going to get fired because you failed with some of something like this. Therein lies the change it so that it's a positive, change it that it's simply part part of the process instead of making it such a debilitating fearful your life is over if you don't do it right the first time perfectly and so because of that fear many people won't even try because they're too afraid to fail not realizing that if they don't know how to fail they're not going to succeed so they will never even get out of the starting gate because that fear will paralyze some people and I've seen it happen and it's just let's go back to creating that two-year-old so the best thing that we can do as an onlooker, as their coach, as their cheerleader, is to cheer them on and say, hey, you'll get them next time and pat them on the shoulder and, and make it not a big deal. Because remember, every mom in America knows that if a kid falls down and, and skins their knee and they look to mom for the reaction, if mom is going to say, hey, it's okay, brush it off, you know, put a little dirt on and keep going on, and the kid goes back to play as if it's no big deal. When we make it a big deal, it stops. When the kids will realize that, hey, it's no big deal, they just keep walking on, you take that power out of that moment and you turn it to learning to dance with failure and leading. And I think that's the amazing secret right there. I love that. As we get ready to go to our next commercial break, I want you to think about this. How can you add that word yet into your vocabulary? Write that down. And then how can we make those bumps in the road not a big deal and actually create a safe space for ourselves and for others to grow, learn, and succeed sooner by having it okay to learn, to fall down, and by golly, get up again. We'll look forward to talking to you in just a moment. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. Are you a graduate or doctoral student pursuing your master's or doctorate degree? Do you continue to struggle with your writing to meet university expectations? Hire an award-winning editing and coaching team to help you earn that degree faster. We provide individualized programs to meet your unique needs. Graduation awaits. Call us to make your appointment today. The first call is free. Contact Dr. Cheryl Lentz at 702-719-9214 or at refractivethinker.com. That's refractivethinker.com. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog, Press Pass? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective. Plus topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite host. It's just a click away at VAPressPass.com. That's VAPressPass.com. VA Press Pass by Voice America. All access, all the time. Congratulations on obtaining your doctorate degree and your first university faculty position. Well done. The university expects you to publish, and you don't know where to begin. Contact the Refractive Thinker Team, the premier academic publishing house, where discriminating scholars publish with purpose. To learn more about the 16-time award-winning series just for doctoral scholars, 
contact Dr. Cheryl Lentz at 702-719-9214 or visit the website refractivethinker.com. That's refractivethinker.com. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You're tuned in to Fail Faster, Succeed Sooner. To reach Dr. C or her guest today, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. Or send an email to Dr. Cheryl Lentz at gmail.com. Now, back to Fail Faster, Succeed Sooner. Here's Dr. C. Hello, everyone, and welcome back. I am Dr. Cheryl Lentz, the academic entrepreneur, and my co-host this morning is the Rebecca Hall Greider, the infamous, the one, the man, the myth, the legend. She has been joining us today at our inaugural show, and we are excited because we're talking about this idea of strategies to help you overcome failure. And the idea is really to avoid judgment. And that's what we were talking about before we went into break is the ability to create that safe space. So if you have the proverbial scientist in your midst, you have someone who uh, you're the boss in there and you're trying to train your people, the best thing you can do is encouragement. There's one of the greatest books I've ever read is by Jack Welch winning. And I think it's in chapter nine when he calls it the million dollar mistake. Somebody makes a million dollar mistake for the company, comes into Jack's office and he's expecting to offer his resignation and Jack looks at him straight in the eye according to the book and says you know what I just paid a million dollars for your education no you're not leaving me because I'm not losing that investment and I think that's amazing to be able to look at that as the fact that everything is learning if we can position it that way and to have that powerful opportunity to look at what are we going to do next time because I guarantee you he's never going to make that same mistake twice. Mm, How powerful and to have someone believe in you in that way and be willing to take that as just a step in the process. What a powerful mentor and and leader. Well, and I think that's one of the other strategies you're looking for is what can we do? And a lot of that is believing in someone and not making uh, failure catastrophic. You know, the when you hire somebody, they are human. They are flawed by nature. That's just part of what we do as human beings. We are never going to be perfect. And it's easy when things go right. It's when things don't go right. How do you show up? How do you fix it? How do you make things right? Because that's where character comes from. That's where the ability to have integrity and the ability to say, you know what? We knew that life wasn't going to be perfect. And when life gives you lemons, what do we do? Some of us, we make lemonade and just say, hey, give us a cocktail, put a cherry in it and call me good. (laughs) But some people will have the ability to say, you know, this is the worst thing that's ever happened. And I used to be one of those people. And I used to have the ability, it's like, oh my gosh, I was hanging on so tight that perfection was the only thing. And I have no idea where it came from, by the way. But it's taking me decades to now, I call myself the recovering perfectionist. And sometimes I have to catch myself going, Cheryl, you know what? The world's going to stop, you know, not going to stop spinning because something you happened didn't go the way you wanted it to go. And here's the upside. It might go even better. And therein lies something that maybe one of our employees that we told them to do something and they found a better way and we're like, wow, I never even thought of that. So failure can be your friend if we look at it with the correct perspective and the correct way and attitude and having that safe place. But a lot of people 
think failure is something that should not be celebrated, should not be tolerated, and many people live in fear of that. And that's the negative black hat of failure that we've got to really move beyond. And you're going to hear some people and some of their strategies along the way as we bring guests on the show that will show exactly what happened when things didn't quite go their way. Many of them have the most delightful sense of humor and they laugh it off going, oh, wait, if you've got that story, I got one more that's even better than that. And they learn to laugh at themselves. Now, I will tell you, that's a hard technique for me to do, particularly when I'm in the moment. But when you're trying to say, well, what's the worst that can happen? They can't take away your birthday, right? I mean, seriously, (laughs) the sun's still going to come up tomorrow somewhere in the world. And And your birthday is still yours. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. You can't change that, right? So it's the idea. It's all attitude. And I think that really comes up for it. But it's also perspective. So I want to introduce somebody to us. I wrote my very, one of my very first books back in the day. Um, And it was coincidentally titled, titled, Fail Faster, Succeed Sooner, because Mm -hmm. I was stymied when I first graduated college thinking I was going to be a sponge and I was going to have all of these brilliant people tell me all of their brilliance and I expected them to know more than me. And as a young, just going to have a bachelor's degree right out of the University of Illinois, Champaign, go Illini by the way, love football, (laughs) that we're looking at the ability to say, well, my expectation was a little bit strange because I thought I didn't know at the time the labels were them. I do now, but I actually knew more than some of these folks. And I was wondering why going, you've been in this business for 30 years. Shouldn't you know more than someone who just graduated yesterday kind of thing? And there was a secret. And part of that is the idea of failure. And so I want to introduce you to a character I call Peter the plumber. Mm. Think about when you have a plumbing problem in your home, like the the sink is stopped up, right? And people come and you're hiring Peter the plumber and people think that they hire Peter to come and unclog the drain in their sink and they're paying Peter for the time he is in your home, say 15 minutes. He comes in, he, he he or she unstops your sinks, he gives you a bill for $200, you gasp and you say, what?! And then Peter leaves your home and you no longer have an upstep sink, but you're $200 lighter and you can't quite make the connection of what's going on here. But herein lies what the important lesson is from Peter. You're not paying Peter for his time in your home for, say, those 15 minutes. You're paying Peter for all the times he failed before he ever got to your home, for all the times he did it wrong. So then he did come to your home. In that 15 minutes, he did it the right way the first time and was gone instead of spending four or five, six hours trying to learn the wrong way. And people don't grasp the idea as an expert is someone who knows how to do it right the first time. Mm. But they didn't come that way. Peter didn't come and suddenly decided he was going to be a plumber. He did everything perfectly. He had to learn. And many of us, when we hire an expert, quite frankly, we don't want to learn. And we just want to have them, hey, you were an expert, you know how to do it, 15 minutes in my home, bing, bang, boom, you're gone. Same thing with doctors. You're not paying them for the 15 minutes or 10 minutes you see in their office. You're paying them for all the time in med school that they are learning because you don't want to go to med school. <laughs> and so this idea of failure is what do you want to learn and what is the expertise, but do you understand the idea of failure that got them there? Peter the plumber knows all the wrong ways how to do it. He looks at your sink. He has the expertise, the expert eyes. He looks at it, diagnoses it, bing, bang, boom. He's out the door 15 minutes later and you're done. As opposed to, um, how can I say this delicately? Many spouses, male and female, who will, because they don't want to hire the plumber, will spend hours and hours and hours trying to make the problem worse because they don't understand plumbing. And I remember, you know, all kinds of... um, 
stories that you will hear over the years for these horrible things. And, you know, the wife, forgive me for being sexist, will say, can we just call a plumber now, George? Are we done trying to figure out your way where you don't know and I want the sink in time for dinner? Therein lies the importance of failure and the idea of expertise. If we're willing to learn, like Edison, it's not a big deal. We'll just one more way how not to build a light bulb and move on. If time is a factor and you want that expert, you're going to hire them, but you're not hiring them for the 15 minutes in your home. You're hiring them for all of the time they did so that it only took 15 minutes in your home. That's the secret, and it's all a matter of perspective. So they failed really fast and got really good so they could charge an awful lot of money and have a lot of people they can serve in a short amount of time because they know what they're doing. And expertise should be easy if you know how, right? I love it. And so, so true because we can have a very different perspective and try to make it by the hour, not recognizing those million-dollar mistakes that they learned, their million-dollar education to be able to come in in that moment in time and serve be effectively and powerfully. And as we're looking at this and we're talking about experts and failure, I'd love for you to share a little bit about what they can look forward to in your upcoming episodes. If you don't mind sharing either a sneak preview or giving us just a little bit of a look ahead that they can lean into and remind us all again when we can tune into your show and put it on our calendar. I'd love for you to share. Oh, absolutely. We have some amazing guests. Matter of fact, our guest next week will be Dr. Valerie Weber, who happens to be running for state senate in Nevada and will made it through the primary, beat out the incumbent, and is on her he got her name on the ballot. And so we're going to be talking about have you ever thought about running for public office? Because I'm a big comp- proponent in my classes that if you aren't part of the problem or you are or you aren't part of the solution, you remain part of the problem. And so many people For example, I don't care who you vote for, but if you don't vote, you don't get to talk because you don't get a voice because you aren't being proactive and being part of this. You can't complain and whine and yet not be willing to step up and do something. And I love the fact that Dr. Um, Val is, she's been a three-term congresswoman uh, and now she's going to go for the Senate and she's on the ballot for November 6th. And I am very excited to introduce you to her next week and she'll tell us all of the interesting details about what it means to run for public office and many of us were very scared of that including yours truly because we don't understand the process and she's great at it and so we're going to learn some really interesting things from her we will also have some business owners that are going to tell you about some interesting um, stories regarding their entrepreneurial activities. We have some researchers they are going to tell you about some HIV prevention methods we're not talking about. We're going to talk about the Affordable Care Act and what it means for business both then, now, and in the future. And so we have got some powerful stories that all stem from what didn't quite go as expected to what it is now and how they're making lemonade out of some really interesting lemons. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. Well, it sounds like an exciting lineup, and I know that's just a little bit of a sneak preview <laughs> of things Absolutely. that you have lined up. I'm excited to have each of those programs and shows coming forward and being shared with all of us. Is there anything else that you wanted to share with us around what they can look forward to, what we can look forward to in your upcoming programs, the vision that you have for your beautiful show? The idea is really to look at people who've done it because most of the time we tend to focus on what's wrong and I want to focus on what's right but how did they get there through 
the path of what didn't work out. As we mentioned, the idea is it's so easy when things go according to plan, right? When the radio show goes off without a hitch, when the commercials go off without a hitch, when the power doesn't go off, and all of these other goofy little things that happen. And I've had this happen in all of my classes, and my students are always amazed going, but you expected it. It's like, yeah, I planned for it. You hope it doesn't happen, but Murphy's a, an interesting deal. So we give the ability to... How do you manage and plan for something that could happen so that you come out and it's no big deal instead of having that catastrophic, oh, my gosh, it's going to stop me forever in life. And so we're going to talk to people who've actually done it. These are million-dollar business owners that are coming to us, politicians, faculty, entrepreneurs that have success stories but have some amazing failure stories. And so the idea is to inspire you to keep going, right? When the going gets tough, the tough goes shopping. No, the tough keep going. And the idea is, all right, we'll figure out a new way forward. And sometimes the new way forward tends to be way better than we ever had planned if we can have those eyes to recognize that it isn't a bad thing. It's just different. And that's another thing we're going to be talking about in some of these. Not only the psychology of words, but the psychology of difference doesn't mean bad. Different just means it's not what you planned and it could even be better. But we've got to take that chance and be willing to stand up and move forward. So there's some exciting things, but it's all about process and to help you what happens when you get stuck. We're going to look at the show and helping you get unstuck. Oh, I love that. So instead of the, the tough go shopping, they go dancing with yeah, failure. Absolutely. Dance with <laughs> failure and put on those tap shoes because mm-hmm. we've got to turn the music up and let's make it even better than it would have been before. But it's all a matter of perspective. And I think that's going to be some lessons that people will see is people just like you and me, people who are just normal folks. Even um, Bill Gates started out in a garage in Seattle. And so you look at some of these things, they all had to start somewhere and we all put one foot in front of the other. Those who are successful are the ones who keep going. I love it. So we're leaning in, looking forward to the upcoming programs and episodes. We're getting ready to go to commercial break here. It's just been such a pleasure to learn. And I love your passion for failure and making it okay. It's not a bad word. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> oh, love it. So when we come back, we'll be continuing our conversation. Enjoy these next two minutes as you think about how you can apply some of these amazing insights Dr. Cheryl is sharing with us today. We'll look forward to talking to you in just a couple moments. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Congratulations on obtaining your doctorate degree and your first university faculty position. Well done. The university expects you to publish, and you don't know where to begin. Contact the Refractive Thinker Team, the premier academic publishing house, where discriminating scholars publish with purpose. To learn more about the 16-time award-winning series just for doctoral scholars, contact Dr. Cheryl Lentz at 702-719-9214 or visit the website refractivethinker.com. That's refractivethinker.com. The latest business information is made simple with the Voice America Business Network. The professionals in the business world bring you live talk radio shows featuring an array of business topics, strategies for building wealth, sales and marketing, stock trading, investing, and business technology. Voice America business hosts are professionals in their fields and bring to the airwaves weekly business discussions that offer up-to-date information, advice, and education. The Voice America Business Network. 
the bottom line in business talk. Are you a graduate or doctoral student pursuing your master's or doctorate degree? Do you continue to struggle with your writing to meet university expectations? Hire an award-winning editing and coaching team to help you earn that degree faster. We provide individualized programs to meet your unique needs. Graduation awaits. Call us to make your appointment today. The first call is free. Contact Dr. Cheryl Lentz at 702-719-9214 or at refractivethinker.com. That's refractivethinker.com. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You're tuned in to Fail Faster, Succeed Sooner. To reach Dr. C or her guest today, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. Or send an email to Lentz at gmail.com. Now, back to Fail Faster, Succeed Sooner. Here's Dr. C. And we're back. This is Dr. Cheryl Lentz, the academic entrepreneur, and I'm with our co-host for our inaugural show, Rebecca Hallgreider. And we're so grateful for you taking the time to join us today as we're looking through the amazing opportunities that failure present to us. And I know many people don't look at failure like that. They're like, opportunity? I just spent the whole day and it was the worst thing of my life going, yeah, maybe. And the idea is looking at the what could failure teach you? And if you looked at it differently, might you actually embrace what happened and be grateful that it happened? And and that took me a long time to get to that point. So I think we're going to look at the attitude and the passion of many of the guests that we're going to have coming up, including myself, to be able to teach from a standpoint of, oh, honey, I've been there. (laughs) (laughs) And survived to tell the tale. (laughs) Exactly. And And I'm still smiling. And Mm -hmm. the sun still comes up. And and part of this is when we remember, and I want to be able to focus on this in particular, because in the moment is not always something where we particularly are fond of. You know, the stress is coming, the 12,000 things are hitting us, and we just want to throw everything up in the air and going, all right, I surrender. But when we talk about the stories after the fact, suddenly they change. And suddenly how we want to remember them is very different. And so, for example, when I was going through some of my heartache in my doctoral dissertation, it was horrible, okay? Worst thing ever, the world's going to end tomorrow. The tears came, the frustration came. But now it's an amusing antidote. Isn't that just kind of the craziest thing? Because I now get what it was trying to teach me. I just didn't do it in the moment. So my purpose right now for helping all of us, and these are the skills I want you to take to the office tomorrow, is to learn how to be grace under pressure. To learn how to laugh at yourself when these funky moments happen and you just look at it going, oh, you've got to be kidding instead of going, oh, you know, and having that moment. But if we show up calm, then it's always going to be okay. And that's the part where we have to be able to be our own coach, our own personal coach to be able to tell ourselves, yeah, Cheryl, it's going to be okay. You know, those voices in your head, well, there are some voices that are good voices, right, Rebecca? You and I have talked yep. about those. You know, it's not yep. the white truck sitting in front of you that's going to take you away. There are good voices that are going to be able to say, calm, do not lose your head. It's all going to be okay. It's all going to work out in the end and, and to self-soothe yourself. So what failure in the moment could be the greatest thing ever. And I've had some moments like that I just wasn't so graceful sometimes under pressure 
in the moment. So that is the lesson for today is be passionate, be practical, be honest, but be kind. Things don't always go as we have have hoped they would. Rebecca and I has some of the some of these very interesting stories to share um, since our time together, and they are all learning experience. Some of them are a little bit more painful than others. Some of them are just absolutely hysterical, and either way, they're all good. And that's I guess the message for today. So I want you, as as Rebecca was offering throughout the host today, is to write these things down. And to things we learned today is that word yet, right? Mm-hmm. The idea of having the ability to be kind to yourself, to look at your passion, to look at the learning opportunity, and maybe to giggle a little bit. Go back to being two years old. People are going to wonder what you're up to, quite frankly. And I know that's one of the gifts that Rebecca brings to us. She has the most amazing giggle of anyone I've ever met. And it just changes your whole perspective when you just choose to be able to say, laugh about it instead of cry about it. And then you can look at it. It's like, all right, you can't you know, we can't redo history, right? We can't reinvent the wheel. We can't cry over spilled milk. The question is, what are you going to do about what has happened? And how you show up with what you're going to do is whether or not you have a friend in failure, whether or not you're dancing with failure, or whether or not you're going to let failure stop you. Yes. I, I just, I was thinking of sharing so much um, powerful information that I want to encourage everyone to write all of these gems down and to remind yourself, one of the things I love that you talked about earlier too was creating this safe place for failure, that it's not the end of the world. So remembering to be extra kind to ourselves and we can extend that grace to others. We can be part of creating that environment where it's okay to learn. It's okay to grow. So important. Right. Notice how you didn't have the fear when you say okay to learn, but when we say okay to fail, suddenly my boss over the years would be like, no, it's not okay to fail. It's like, yes, it is. It has to be because that failure is simply another word for learning of saying, all right, but it's a bit more permanent in the fact that we know what doesn't work. And now we're going to be able to go on to find a different way around that mulberry bush. But that F word can really devastate some people. So I want you to to keep that journal. And I did for many years. That's where the book came from, of looking at all of these patterns that I found. All of these ideas of, do you actually celebrate failure? Oh, you're going to meet some um, entrepreneurs that we're going to have on the show that actually did. And I think their reason for celebrating is the same reason that we celebrate the little you know, two-year-old who finally took their first steps. It was a long journey to get there. Lots of knees and bumps and bruises and giggles, and, and they did it. But the idea is there was the people cheering them on, and therein lies the what you can do for others. So tomorrow when you go into the office and you're looking at there, what can you offer to encourage somebody? You can pat them on the back and going, yeah, you'll get them next time. You know what? Look at something that maybe it's not a failure. It's all how you're looking at it. Remember remember our post-it notes. Somebody else's failure was a billion-dollar industry. Wouldn't you have liked to have had the, been the one going, well, I didn't think you could use glue that didn't work. Ta-da! You know, <laughs> I mean, that's an amazing opportunity. One of my absolute favorite quotes is by Edmund Burke. Those who do not learn from failure are doomed to repeat it. Do you really want to keep going in Groundhog Day and making the same mistakes over and over? The idea is no. We want to learn from them, polish it off, be like Peter the Plumber, figure out how to do it right. So the next time, the first time, you got this. You're, And it's no big deal anymore because anything is easy once we know how. It's the getting to the getting mastery of the how, which is what we want to focus on, which is essentially another way of looking at just the process of failure. What is? How do you process when things don't go right? And this is what we want to be able to really focus on in our coming weeks. And so as we bring this show to a close, 
I want to be able to offer some ways for you to continue to shape the conversation with me. Ask me questions. Ask us about all kinds of things that we can do. And you can do that by our Twitter, which is just twitter.com, Dr. Cheryl Lentz. We have our Facebook page, Success Through Failure. We also have my personal Facebook page, Lentz. All kinds of ways. Type me into Google and you'll find all kinds of other things to be able to see the things that I do in the world in there. Dr. Cheryl Lentz at Gmail works as well. So be sure that we are going to continue to embrace failure, embrace change, embrace all of the wonderful lessons that life has to teach us and how you show up is an amazing opportunity. So I want to take this opportunity as well to thank our special guest host today, Rebecca Hallgreider. Rebecca, you add so much magic and joy to our show. We are so grateful that you were here to co-host for us today. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. It's just been an honor and a privilege, and I'm leaning in and looking forward to all of your upcoming episodes. Terrific. Well, let's go ahead and sharpen those pencils. Let's get that failure journal going. Let's get the lessons that you're going to take because I want this show to be powerful for you. I want you to be able to go, oh, learn from what we call experience by proxy. Learn from the mistakes of others so that you can integrate and that you won't make the same mistakes the next time when you're looking through many of these things. So it's very much like Alice in in Wonderland. Remember, when you take the path less traveled, you have the ability that if you know where you're going, any path won't do, you'll have a straight shot for understanding that fail faster to succeed sooner is the strategy you're going to use in order to get to the other side and to become that success, to become that billion-dollar post-it note. So maybe you put that post-it note right on your copy of your computer screen and you remember this particular show to be able to learn that if you fail faster, you will succeed sooner. And success is simply opportunity and preparedness meet. So thanks for joining us. I'm Dr. Cheryl Lentz. I'm the academic entrepreneur, and I'm going to be your host for this show. And we hope you'll come back week after week to meet my amazing guests so that you will learn the powerful lessons so that you can show up and learn how to make lemonade out of lemons. So thank you for joining us. We are... Thrilled to be here every Thursday at noon Central Standard Time. Again, please reach out to me and tell us your favorite failure stories, and you might even hear some of yours on the air. So my name is Dr. Cheryl Lentz. My friends and students call me Dr. C, and I am and forever will be a friend of failure. So thanks for joining us. Fail faster, succeed sooner, have an amazing week, and we'll see you Thursdays at noon Central Standard Time. Have a fabulous week, and keep thinking your way to success. Thank you for joining us this week for Fail Faster, Succeed Sooner with Dr. C, the academic entrepreneur. Dr. Cheryl Lentz invites you to listen again next Thursday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time and 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. It's time for you to find your success. We'll talk again next week.